Amen. First off, I'd like to thank everyone for your birthday wishes, for your prayers, for your shows of support, for your cards, for your hugs, for all the various things you have done. For my coworkers, thank you for the lunch and for just making me feel special. I am so very grateful for my village and for my community. Amen. Thank you. Today's scripture comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21, and it reads, 16 through 21, I apologize, and it reads, From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view. We know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, There is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God uh, was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since we entreat you on behalf of Christ. We reconcile to God. For the sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let us pray. Most gracious God, help us, because we need it. In Jesus' name, amen. It's funny, as I begin to look at this portion of Scripture, um, a, a, a really interesting image came to mind for me. It, this image is, is that of a toddler, which is why I laughed so much when she came up. Because once they get a taste of understanding that they can do some things on their own, maybe they held a spoon for the first time, maybe they took their first step, maybe uh, they were able to pull up on that, that, that table, uh, they, they adopt this, this statement that seems to be almost universal for most of the toddlers that I have seen in my life, and that statement is, I do it myself. I like that you laugh. I mean, you know some toddlers that way as well. I do it myself. And what's funny is they normally say that while they're shaky, trying to walk, and while they're, they're trying to balance but not quite balance whatever is in their hands. And right after that statement normally comes a fall. It normally comes a spill. And normally uh, after that statement, something miraculously becomes broken because I do it myself. And after they fall or after that, 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 that thing is spilled, after that, that plate or that dish or whatever that, that thing may be is broken, all of a sudden, without fail, there are these tears that begin to well up in their eyes. And as they are crying and sobbing and, and really just so disappointed in themselves and ashamed and, and feeling all types of emotions they could never explain to us, 
in the words of their limited vocabulary, it is a parent that often comes in and scoops them up and gives them comfort and uh, scoops them up and restores them, scoops them up and reconciles them into the harmony of, uh, of how the family operates. It is, it is that parent, that loved one that comes in and lets them know that everything is going to be all right and though you made a mistake, you are not the mistake. You are loved. You are cherished. You are special. You are important. But I also have found that if nobody is there in that moment that is willing or even able to do or to be that for that toddler, there is a, a, a traumatic experience that happens within them that often nobody ever knows about until maybe they're in their 30s or their 40s and now they are in therapy trying to talk through those things and they walk all the way back to, to these early moments of their lives that they can remember where they were dropped and somebody wasn't there for them. That this trauma can last for years and years and years and can fuel uh, an individual to make reckless and bad, as we would say, bad decisions. And quite frankly, that's us. We, we figure out that we can do some things on our own and we think we can justify ourselves for ourselves, by ourselves, and we are self-sufficient and we don't need anyone else. And so we begin to listen to those voices in our head, that uh, person on our shoulder for those that listen, that watch the older movies. And, and, and we find ourselves saying, I do it myself. And all of a sudden we are in a place that we never thought we'd be doing things that we never thought we'd do. And we say, uh, how, how, how did I get here? And, and, and how, how did I get here? How, how did I get here? And we suffer a trauma. A trauma to the very way that we saw ourselves. A trauma to the way that we thought others should see us. And, and we're looking for answers. And the enemy says, uh, you shouldn't have been there. And you say, wait a minute, you told me to come. And he says, no, I didn't. And quite frankly, nobody will understand. So you might want to keep this one to yourself. And so now you're walking with something that is weighing you down. You really didn't choose a light fabric at all, by the way. Something that is weighing you down, something that has changed your appearance, something that has changed how you are able to move and maneuver, something you are trying to balance without anybody seeing. And you begin to layer on top of that thing other things to try, not only to hide it, but to help you to cope. And because there's still a piece of it showing, and that piece uh, makes me feel like I might be inadequate, I, I, I have to keep layering it, and as I layer it, it gets heavier and heavier, and, and as it gets heavier and heavier, I find myself in a place where I, I don't know who I am anymore, I don't know uh, how to even get back to where I started, and I know that I know in my heart that nobody could ever love me because I carry too much stuff. Oh, God. And frankly, whether you want to admit it or not, I believe we've all gotten here. We, we've gotten to the place where, where we have tried to cope and we have tried to maneuver and we have tried to fix it and nothing is working and nothing is fixing it. And, and even though everybody else seems to think it's all okay inside, I am a complete and utter wreck because 
I don't know how to continue to carry what I have, and I don't know how to fix what I've messed up, and I don't know if this next step is going to be a better one, but I know I have to keep walking, but why? But one day, we meet somebody that says, I see you. And I, 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 I know that it looks good. I know that you smell good. But I, 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 I see you. And I need you to understand that, that there is a love that, that, that you haven't experienced yet that is open to you. There is a love that, that sees beyond your faults and will get me to needs. There is a love. That, that says that you can come as you are and, 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 and that God will accept you with all of your stuff. There is a love that I want to introduce you to. And as that person or that group of people or that village begins to love on you, you find yourself tugging at the things that you carry for so long until one is in your hand and you're looking at it and you're saying, you know something, maybe... I don't have to carry this anymore. Maybe that that love that they talk about is, is good enough to, to handle that. And so I'm going to drop it and let, let's just see what happens. You walk a little further and you realize, hey, what they said might actually be true. Let me let me figure this thing out. You know, he, he, that God, they said that Jesus is love. And I know that Jesus is a forgiving God and Jesus is one that, that, that loved his disciples, even though one betrayed him. Jesus was one that came and healed the leper. Jesus was one that, that, that fed the five. That Jesus has worked miracles in other people's lives. Maybe, just maybe, Jesus can work a miracle in mine. And so, I'll lay this before the foot of the cross as well. Lord, Lord let's, let's see what you can do with that. And then you hear the scripture that there is nothing that can separate me from the love of Christ, that it is in Christ Jesus. You, you hear the scriptures that say that, 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 that there is, is, is nothing, oh nothing, oh nothing, no storm, no, no, no fiery furnace, no, no, no king, no Pharaoh that can harm a child of the Most High God. And you say, Jesus, you, you, you have done with already what I do not deserve, Lord. Can I just add this to the pile? Just, 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 just please, God, do what you can do. And now you're getting close to the trauma, and the enemy may be fighting you, and you, you begin to pull at this, this scarf, this, this thing that is weighty, and, and it feels almost like it's pulling back. And finally you get it off, and you look at it, and in it you can see all of your mistakes and all of the things. That you have done wrong. And if you're like me, it wasn't a laying at the, before the foot of the cross. It was a, a, a tossing, almost just disgarbled. I don't want to see that anymore. That, that can't be who I go into my future as. That, that is not okay. And then you walk into the room of a body of believers that loves you in spite of you, that hugs you, whether you smell good or not. That'll, feeds you if you're hungry, that will see about your family, that will give you the Word of God. And finally, oh, finally, you're sitting in a pew. You're sitting on your couch. You're sitting at a lunch counter. You're sitting at a bar. I don't care where you are. And you hear these words, though your sins be as scarlet, I will wash them white as snow. And you lay your last piece 
at the foot of the cross and you begin to walk in a way that you have not walked before, in a way that is, is, is less weighty, in a way that seems almost free, in a way that, 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 that does not celebrate the brokenness of your life, but celebrates the reality that you are on a journey towards wholeness. You are walking in this thing called purpose and promise that you never thought you could ever touch again and never would see in your lifetime. And you're walking in a way that that be, uh, uh, that completely confuses you because now you have this peace that surpasses all understanding. You have this joy that does not make any sense. You, you, you see the mistakes that you've made, but you no longer feel condemned. It is amazing because now you understand that, that because you have faith in God, because you have taken that leap of faith in God, because you have allowed the Scriptures to become life inside of you because... You have understood that in the midst of your struggle, even before your struggles begin, that God sent Jesus to die for your sins. A a person that had no sin died in your place. A a, a God that that loved you so much that He sent His only begotten Son. A preacher once said, uh, uh, Jesus didn't die so that God could love you. God sent Jesus to die because He loved you. It was, it was the ultimate sacrifice, the, the running after you so that you could be reconciled to Him, brought into harmony, into the kingdom, love, experiencing the love that God has always had for you. It is not about the weight. It is about the faith of God, the love of God, the, the spiritual truth that you can now understand where you realize that there is no condemnation. That my mistakes are not who I am. They're just something that I did. That the, the, the love of God is bigger than everything that I could ever imagine and see. And so, the thing that I want you to see today is, when you realize that you were in that, that, that dark place, you may have said, oh wow. When you realize you could come out of that dark place, you may have said, oh wow. You, in, in the midst of the trials and the circumstances, you may have said, oh, wow. And, and, and it is a, a pull at who you are versus who the enemy is trying to convince you that you shall be. But I am telling you today that you are greater than even the ideas that you have in your head. You are, are bigger than even the things that you've seen. That you are not your mistakes, but your mistakes will be the, 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 the fuel that propels your ministry because there is someone that has been or that is in that very place that needs to hear your voice. The Scripture today says these words. It says that God reconciled us to Himself. And it says that God gave us a ministry. I believe it's verse 18, if you can get to it. It says that God gave us a ministry of reconciliation. When I was weighted down with all of those, those iniquities, weighted down with all of those sins, weighted down with all of those things in my head, it was a, a somebody that, that God had given the ministry of reconciliation that came alongside of me and told me, you don't have to live like this. 
It was somebody that God had blessed with a ministry of reconciliation that said that there is a love available to you that, that you may not know about today, but I love to introduce you to God. To, I love to introduce you to Jesus. I, I love to introduce you to the love of Christ. And even if you don't want to come to the church, even if you don't want to come to a Bible study, let me just show you what that might feel like. Let, let me take you to lunch. Let me, let me love on you a little bit. Let me help you understand you're not by yourself. It was somebody that was given the ministry of reconciliation that wouldn't let me be uh, uh, by myself, that wouldn't let me destroy myself, that wouldn't let me jump over the edge, but held me with their arms that I might experience the love of God in that embrace. It was someone that, that, that God gave the ministry of reconciliation to that said that, that God has made a great impact in my life and changed me so much that, that I, the old things have passed away. How I thought is, uh, how I think today is different than how I thought yesterday. The places I go today is different than the places I would go yesterday. He has made all things new. And so if he has done that in me, I know that he can do it in you. And so let's walk together. Let, let's walk hand in hand. Let's, let's make this thing work. Why is that important? The Scripture says, when you are stronger, strengthen your brother. What the Scripture says is that, that when you have been built up, you can bear the burdens of others. The Scripture says that, that we are the body of Christ, dependent on one another, and intersected in such a way that we benefit one another. The Scripture says that as God has blessed us, we now have an obligation to make sure that we preach the gospel, that we teach the gospel, that we show the gospel in our, our, our everyday living, and that we uh, provide for them the, the very steps, the very words, the very power that changed our lives, that they might also be reconciled unto the Lord, you see. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity, bent or with an inclination towards sin. But Jesus changed that for us. We, we, we have our problems. We have our struggles. We are not perfect. But Jesus changed that for us. And the only way we can get away from living a broken, hurtful, and damaging life is to walk towards the one who can reconcile us in ways that does not make sense, the, the one that can restore us in ways that we do not deserve, the one that can love us in ways that we could never imagine. You see, our walk towards wholeness begins with our faith in the Most High, God. Our walk towards wholeness begins with our understanding that we can't do it by ourselves. Our walk towards wholeness is buried in the cross. And so today, if you are heavy with burdens, there is an answer. There is relief. So today, if you have been convinced that you won't be anything, that nobody loves you, that there is no future, I, I, I would like to let you know that God loves you, I love you, we love you. 
And there is very much a future in Christ for you if today uh, you have been convinced that the, the, the weight of the world uh, that has been placed on your shoulders is the anchor that keeps you in place. I would love to walk with you as you choose to begin to take off those layers that you might experience the freedom that it is in Christ Jesus if today... That, that thing on your shoulder for those that, of us that love older movies that, that continues to talk in your ear and tell you all the negative you've done, I'd like to replace that with some scriptures and some promises and some things that God has ordained for your life and has promised you in the scriptures, those things that you may have overlooked, those things that you may not have heard, those, those things or those places in the scriptures that, that may not be as popular. I'd like to introduce you, if I could, to the one that saved my soul, the one that redeemed me, the one that restores me every day, the one that gave his life that I might have life. I love to introduce you to God because today God has given me a ministry of reconciliation because I am in awe, oh wow, in awe of all that God has done in my life. And my prayer is that tomorrow you will walk in yours because somebody needs your voice just as much as they need mine. Somebody needs your witness just as much as they need mine. You will talk to people that I will never encounter, and it will be your very presence in that room that will change the minds of those that were walking in brokenness, walking in trauma, and walking in a place of destruction, people of God. The scripture today is good news. And it's simply this. God loves you. God cares. God loves you. God cares. God loves you. God cares. And if we can walk in the surety of who we know God to be, no matter what we face, it will never be bigger than the God we serve. Amen? And as we walk in power, in that understanding and in that faith, we can help others to experience the same. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.